This is episode 26 of Essential Oils by Design. listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisire and Raz Isbell, and there are three things we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Raz. Hi, Nani. Today we are going to talk about emotions and in particular the emotional solar plexus. We're going to talk about it from both perspectives, from having a defined emotional solar plexus and having an open or undefined emotional solar plexus. And then of course, which oils you can use to support you in each. And luckily Raz and I each have one of those. (laughs) Raz is defined and I'm undefined so we can talk from our experience as well. So I think Roz is going to start us out telling us a little bit about the defined emotional solar plexus. And there are three different emotional waves that you can have with a defined emotional solar plexus. And Roz is going to touch on each of those as well. So yes, as Nani was saying, I have the defined emotional solar plexus. And about 51% of the population have a defined emotional solar plexus. So it's roughly half the population. And what that means is that I have my own emotional wave, a defined emotional wave, and it also means that I'm not designed to make decisions in the moment. So they're the two main things that you need to consider if you have that triangle colored in brown on the right-hand side of your chart. So when you have a defined emotional solar plexus, it means that you have your solar plexus hooked up to either your sacral, your will center, your throat, or your root. And your wave will depend on which channel hooks you up. And there are three different types of waves. There is a tribal wave, there is a collective wave, and there is an individual wave. Now, each of those waves have different cycles and they look different and they feel different. And most people who are emotionally defined have one of those waves. But some people are really lucky and they have two. And some people are exceptionally lucky and they have three. (laughs) And I happen to be one of those people. Now, you could technically have more than three hookups, but there's the three different types of waves. And I happen to have all three waves. And as I've said before in episodes prior to this one, they can be all high on the one day or they can be low on the one day, or one can be high and one can be low, or they can be playing around with each other in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways. For the most part, I'll be completely honest with you. And this has pretty much been the way that I've operated all my life, they seem to kind of cancel each other out. So for the most part, I am fairly even in my emotions. And I think it's because I have all three waves, but sometimes they are all high and I have this, I can only describe it as a feeling of euphoria when all three of my waves are high. I can imagine this would be like if you only had one wave and it was high, it's this feeling of euphoria. And 
occasionally they are all low and that's not fun. And that's why, that's really why I was drawn to essential oils for their emotional benefits because I felt the benefits they were able to provide me with very quickly. And I thought, yeah, this is a way to get over those nasty low periods in my life. So what do the waves look like? The tribal wave is, it's kind of a small wave, um, a small up and down wave. It's very much linked to what's going on in your tribe. So if your family are perhaps having a bit of a rough time, you might be low on your tribal wave. If everything's great in your family, then you can be high on your emotional wave. Yes. So if things are going well, you will be feeling okay with your tribal wave or high on your tribal wave. So the tribal wave is really linked to what's going on in your family. Then we've got the collective wave and the collective wave looks kind of like a sawtooth. If you were to look at the way that that wave works, it starts down at the bottom and it sort of chugs up all the way up and it gets higher and higher and higher. And then all of a sudden it will fall way back down again. And almost immediately it falls, it starts to chug back up again. And it's kind of difficult for me to do this on the podcast because whenever I'm talking to anybody about this wave, a client or a friend or anyone, I can actually show them with my fingers. I can show them how the wave works, but it's it's a little more difficult to do it. So I have to describe it, but it, it chugs up at a, about a 45 degree angle until it gets to the peak. And at that point, that's potentially where you're feeling amazing, euphoric, whatever that happens to look like for you. And then it falls and it slams right down to the bottom, but it doesn't stay there for very long, hopefully. And you go back up again. And that one, as I said, it's being a collective wave, it's based around what's going on in the community. So for those of you with collective waves, if there's something going on globally, in your particular community or in your country that's not so good, that can affect your communal wave and that can affect you know, where, you, where you find yourself on your communal wave. Then the other wave is the individual wave. And the individual wave is kind of like a, a curly, loopy wave that goes up and down and up and down. And when you have this particular wave, it's very much based around what's going on for yourself. It's the individual way. It's basing itself on what's going on in your life. And that's very often, you know, it, it feels like a roller coaster. It feels like you're up one day and down the next and up one day and down the next. Or it might take longer than a day. These cycles aren't set in stone, by the way. They can be as long or as short as they are for you as a as an individual, and I'm not talking about the individual wave here, I'm talking about everyone being different in the length that their wave pattern takes to go through. So when you have an individual wave, you can be really high on your wave and then you'll gradually start to go back down again. So this is how this one differs to the collective wave, where the collective wave takes a really sharp dive back down. The individual wave tends to be much more gentle in its descent and much more gentle in its ascent as well. And it can be a bit of a roller coaster having that particular wave. So that's how those waves work. And you can see it 
working in people around you. You can see once you understand their chart and you know what sort of a wave is driving them, if they are emotionally defined, you can see what is going on for them. And you can see, you can tell when somebody's low on their wave. And it's such a gift to know when somebody is low on their wave. It is such a gift to understand that it's not personal, that they're not deliberately being down to annoy you or they're not deliberately, you know, having an emotional hissy fit or meltdown or whatever it happens to be. Do you say hissy fit, Nani? <laughs> I've heard that. How good. <laughs> yeah, they're not having a, an emotional response to annoy you they're having an emotional response because it's part of who they are and you know for me one of the greatest gifts that human design and essential oils have given me is an ability to help those people around me that I care deeply about when they are experiencing the not quite so lovely parts of their emotional wave by being able to throw some oils in a in a diffuser or offer an essential oil to them say here smell that take three deep breaths of that and all of a sudden they're feeling better so nani tell me about how you see a defined emotional solar plexus well i've learned that emotions are just energy in motion and that the emotional solar plexus is actually a very creative center in the human design the chart i guess And so these waves that we're talking about, it's, I mean, it could be mood up and down, but it's also creative energy, like on the top, you're creatively outward and expressing the energy and probably in a positive way, or maybe it's like, maybe you're expressing it through your art or or music or something else. And then on the lower end, you're actually, it's inward and integrative and it's like sitting, it's like when you should like sit on a couch and have a cup of tea and like really nurture yourself because you're learning something during that time. Or even crawl into the fetal position and you better yeah. rock yourself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been. <laughs> and obviously I don't have this one, so I can't say this from experience, but I have heard that if you ask, why am I feeling this way when you have a defined emotional solar plexus, it'd be like asking yourself every month, why did I get my period again? Why? Like, it's like, it happens. You're, it just is, and you can nurture yourself. And maybe you can even, everyone has their own emotional waves, but maybe you can even track it. And then you can know a little bit when either when it's coming on or when you might have like a low time for a whole entire season. But like sometimes people get a little bit more grounded in the winter. So maybe you can, you can plot your wave, kind of figure out if something that needs like a lot of outward emotional, creative, expressive energy, and you know that, I don't know, it could be like every week or during that season, that you are typically feeling a little more dampened, don't plan that particular thing during that time. I mean, that's easy for me to say because I'm not living this, but it's just what I've heard. And so I'm going to put it out there in case it helps you. And of course, this is probably what we're going to get into next is it doesn't even matter if you track all of this stuff when you have these emotional waves. The whole key is to like raise your vibration, like your baseline of this wave. So in plain, simple terms, it's just like do things that make yourself either feel happier or 
more soothed or <laughs> whatever makes you feel better is what is going to help you not getting stuck into the the depth of either the high or the low for too long because even being stuck in the high like that can be exhausting too <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be high all the time <laughs> so i'm sure some of you who are emotionally defined and who might have depth in your chart or who might be you know first line profiles or even have the gate 62 and need to know what's going on behind the scenes, might be wondering which wave you have. So I'm very, very quickly going to run through which are the individual waves, which are the tribal waves, and which are the collective waves. I'm not going to go into any more detail than telling you which they are, but these are the collective waves. The collective waves are the 3041, which comes off the bottom of the solar plexus, and the 3635 runs between the emotional solar plexus and the throat. So those two are the collective waves. The tribal waves are the 659, which runs between the emotional solar plexus and the sacral, and the 4919, which runs between the emotional solar plexus and the root. And also the 3740, which runs between the emotional solar plexus and the will center. And then lastly, the individual waves are the 5539, which comes off the bottom section of the emotional solar plexus towards the root. And the 2212, which runs between the emotional solar plexus and the throat. And the other really important thing to understand when you have emotional definition is that you are not designed to make decisions in the moment. And this is something that's taken me a very long time to understand. Not so long once I found human design, but you know, most of my life I've been thinking that I need to be making decisions quickly. And I can't tell you how many incorrect decisions I've made over my lifetime, which of course I was supposed to make. It's all good or how much money I've wasted on things, buying things that I shouldn't have bought because I bought them in the moment. So what this looks like is waiting through an entire wave to make a decision. Now, this doesn't matter whether you're a generator type, whether you're a manifester, a projector, or you won't have this worry if you're a reflector because you won't have emotional definition, but it doesn't matter what type you are. If you have emotional definition, you need to wait for the clarity that time brings you before you make a final decision on what it is that you're about to do using your strategy. So if you're a generator, you need to ask your sacral if something is correct for you and you need to get a yes or an aha all the way through your wave. If you get an uh-uh anywhere during your wave, that means it's a no. That means whatever it is that you're thinking about doing or taking action on is a no for you because anything sounds like a good idea when you're at the top of your wave. It's when you are at the bottom of your wave or not at the top of your wave that you get the clarity, you get the truth that is for you. When you're a projector, you're waiting for an invitation. You get the invitation you decide that you're going to take action on it, but you need to wait. You need to wait through your wave before you actually take action on that invitation, before you know that it's right for you. And the same with the manifester. And 
when you're a manifester, you're going fast, you're moving quickly. And you know what? Quite often you're making mistakes. But when you're a manifester that has emotional definition, much as it might seem like a bit of a drag having to wait for clarity that waiting through your emotional wave brings you, it can actually and it will actually stop you from making those mistakes. It will slow you down and it will make you become more cognizant of what's going on for you. And you will have the clarity that as a manifester may have been eluding you in the past. So really, really important that you wait through your emotional wave when you have emotional definition, using your strategy, of course, to make decisions. And what does that clarity feel like? It feels like you just know. You've waited and you just know that it's correct for you. You just know. Now, I will say honestly, for some decisions, it will take potentially more than one cycle of your wave. Most of the time, let's say 90% of the time, you'll know, 90% of the time, potentially, you'll know by sleeping on something whether or not it's correct for you. But you need to understand that sometimes it will take longer than that. And you need to feel that beautiful clarity that yes, 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 I know this is right for me because I've waited and now my whole body feels like this is the right decision for me to make. I can't really describe it in any other way, not at least for me. Nani, I'm wondering if you've got another way of interpreting that for people because sometimes I think it helps to hear it in a couple of different ways. So one of the ways it was described to me is that unless it's a hell yes, then it's a not now. And because, I mean, a lot of these wave things that we're talking about is quite, seems more technical, but really, I mean, this is a very feeling thing that we're talking about. And so by whether you've tracked it or not, if you feel like something like Braz is saying, if it's a hell yes, I know it in like every cell in my body that I'm supposed to be doing this then you've probably felt a yes for a while. And I think something that you can do to help alleviate pain, to give yourself the time, I say pain because I can imagine that it's painful if you jump into things and then you didn't really want to be doing them because I, I even do that with my sacral. But in this case, if you tell people up front, I don't know, can I tell you later? I need a little time to think on that. I, or actually it's to feel on that, but just giving yourself a little bit of, of time and space so that you can actually come to the right decision for yourself is great. And I talked to a manifester actually who has emotional definition and she's still figuring it all out, but she had good insight about like following your strategy while you're, while you're figuring out and coming to clarity. So she said she just informs people along the way, what she's thinking about so that by the time she comes to the decision, it's not like a surprise and she doesn't anger someone or whatever. <laughs> and of course, you can make little decisions or daily decisions without waiting out your waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can make in, in the moment decisions, you know, about what to have for lunch. That's not something that you need to wait through your emotional wave for. You don't need to wait through your emotional wave to know whether to do the laundry because in the moment, unfortunately, <laughs> it's right to do the laundry. It's not going to be affected by you know, waiting. 
And I just wanted to reiterate what Nani was saying before about the strategy and, you know, who manifest a friend who was informing all the way and therefore it was okay and people were prepared to give her the time that she needed. It is kind of magical the way that following your strategy, your particular strategy allows you to get things done without other people being upset. So if you're following your strategy, if you're a manifester or a manifesting generator, you're informing people of what's going on, it's amazing how people will allow you the time. And it's really, really important that you give yourself the gift of time. So Nani, what about some essential oils for the defined emotional solar plexus? Sure. And we've talked a little bit about this before, just using citrus oils, so like lemon, lime, grapefruit, just to boost your vibration and kind of like boost that baseline up. But I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the blends that doTERRA has. And I mean, I'll give you the name, the name that crosses brands, I guess, in case you want to find it somewhere else. But doTERRA spent a lot of energy creating these, I mean, energy and brain power and doctors and psychologists and all these people coming together to create these blends that are amazing. And some of them can really help with the emotions. And the first one that I want to talk about is the comforting blend, and it's called Console in doTERRA. And for me, it feels like it's hugging your heart, which I don't even know how I can really describe that other than just saying that. I've used it for loss and I, it's actually the number one gift I give to people when someone's grieving. But I think that the way that the low or the integrative period of the emotional waves, especially in the individual waves, it almost feels kind of like you're grieving or maybe a little bit sad sometimes. So if you're feeling this, the comforting blend, doTERRA console, just rolling it on. I, I like make a little heart on my heart because I, I like the, the feeling of doing that right where I feel like I'm feeling sad. I guess if you're just feeling like you just want to be comforted and it's during that nurturing time, you could try that one out. Roz, do you have another one? Oh, look, yes. I could name a number of single oils and a number of blends. And for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, you will know that I love the Joyful Blend, which in doTERRA is called Elevation. I'll say it again. I don't love the smell of it. I don't dislike it, but I don't love it. It's not a smell that I would choose. I love it. Well, and a lot of people do love it and a lot of people are quite polarized by it, but it has some magical quality that is able to lift me out of my emotional down. It's very, very quick acting. It is for me by far the most potent blend if I'm really, really at rock bottom. But there's a lot of other oils that I reach for as well. Frankincense for sure. Frankincense is one of those oils that I find when I am not feeling at, you know, the highest on my wave, frankincense will bring me this balance. And yes, there's another oil balance is another beauty, but mm-hmm. I especially love using balance at nighttime when I'm feeling a bit out of sorts, when, my, when I'm low on my wave and it's nighttime, balance really helps. Balance, which is the grounding blend. But getting back to frankincense, frankincense is just one of those oils that will bring some equilibrium. There's something about frankincense that makes everything seem okay again. So I definitely recommend frankincense. Nani, I know you like peppermint too, don't you? Uh, yeah, I guess I 
I use that mostly for my specific emotion that I feel as a generator for frustration. But I, I think it's, it's like a buoyant heart is how they describe it in the emotions and essential oils book. And it's true. It's like your heart needs to be buoyant if you're going through these these waves all the time. Absolutely. And just getting specific with the citrus oils, wild orange, of course, is amazing. I often say, you know, it's hard not to have a smile on your face and smell wild orange at the same time. Lime is another one that's amazing for making you feel happy. Tangerine is great. It's actually one of my favorites. I really, really love tangerine. Bergamot, of course, another citrus oil is really, really good. Citrus Bliss, which is the invigorating blend from doTERRA. Definitely, if you've got citrus oils, they will help with your emotional lows. And Passion, which is the inspiring blend, is another great one which can make you feel happier. It's quite a spicy oriental type of smell. And one other one, which another one that can polarize people, I happen to really like it, is ylang ylang. Ylang ylang is a a very powerful floral oil and it's the oil of the inner child, I think, isn't it, Nani? Mm -hmm. And it really does have an ability to lift you up and sort of scrape a few of those layers off so that you're able to rise up a little bit higher. That's how I see it in my mind's eye. It's just this uplifting oil. So there's quite a few for you to choose from. And please don't be limited by our suggestions. There are some oils that probably don't have uplifting emotional qualities, but a lot of oils that we haven't mentioned do have them. And, you know, we could go on and on and on, but we won't. Don't forget to diffuse these oils so that you're affecting everybody, everybody in the house who's low on their wave, everybody in the office space who's low on their wave. If you're allowed to diffuse essential oils in your office space, if you're a teacher and you're allowed to diffuse them in the classroom, diffuse them because that will make a big difference to the way that the kids are feeling. There's all sorts of things that you can do to help other people with their emotional wave as well. Yeah. I've even heard of for kids, I mean, there's the kid oil collection that we've talked about before, but sticking them on a cotton ball in a jar and then they can open and smell them for themselves. That's, that's an idea. It's a great idea. Really good idea. Actually, there's one, one little blend I'd like to mention too, and it's called mood lifting perfume and it's actually in in a book that I own called Essential Life. So that it's mood lifting perfume. It's got three drops of ylang ylang, three drops of bergamot, nine drops of clary sage, nine drops of lavender, and twelve drops of tangerine in a 10 ml roller bottle and topped up with carrier oil, fractionated coconut oil or whichever you prefer. And it is a beautiful it's beautiful smell but it's also a beautiful uplifting oil blend. So, yeah. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the open emotional solar plexus. And because it's open or undefined, it's like white on your chart, we actually make decisions much more quickly. So this section might actually go much more quickly as well. It's a little bit more straightforward. Yeah, I Um, talk a lot. (laughs) No, (laughs) there's a lot of information about emotions and emotional waves. But the open emotional solar plexus is 50% of the population. And 
you're considered an emotional empath. And it means you take in and amplify other people's emotional energy. And as you could guess, if you have done that for a long period in your life, you could be holding on to a lot of emotions that are not even yours. And you also, I don't know, for me, I feel it when I go into crowds of people. And I think this is what, I guess I don't put myself in that situation as much anymore. But sometimes I could feel it when I'm just with particular people. When you go into a workspace or an office, you can't really do much about it. You're around all of these emotions. So it's just nice to learn if you have this so that you can kind of start to tease out what are your emotions and what are other people's emotions. And technically, if an open emotional solar plexus person, if an empath was like out in the the woods, you're staying in a cabin by yourself, you probably would be pretty even keeled. It's like when we're around other emotional energy that we shift a little bit more, or we've, I guess that's when we feel it. And you can also be I mean, think of this, like a little kid that has an open emotional solar plexus with a lot of emotional energy around them. You can be seen as very emotional because you're taking and amplifying the energy that's around you. Another thing that can happen with being an empath is that you avoid truth and conflict. And I can attest to this. I did. I have done this for a big period of my life as well because you don't want to feel other people's emotions coming back at you. So you try to like maybe please them so that you're not getting something negative or too big back from them. But this can, I mean, obviously hurt you in the long run because you're not necessarily doing what you need to or want to for yourself. And plus you can't affect that other people's emotions. As Roz was saying, those emotions are hers (laughs) and they're for her. I mean, she could be in a mood or in a high or low of her wave, but it's not personal if I'm feeling something back from her. And so just knowing that is helpful. Yeah. So if I can just tell everyone about something that happened to me it just yesterday, I've had a kind of challenging week. There's been a lot going on around here and it has affected my emotions. It's been to do with emotional to do with a tribal wave in fact someone in my house has been having a rough time and they have a tribal wave they have the 1949 and I don't have any part of that wave and so I I believe and this kind of flies in the face of everything that we've just been telling you but I I believe that even though I have emotional definition I have been amplifying that particular channel of this person in my house. So I have been experiencing what they have been experiencing and you know potentially I've been experiencing it amplified. And what is really and and the reason that I mention this is because I th- I think it's good to know that there is potential for us to feel other people's waves even when we are emotionally defined, but I have a very dear friend who is emotionally undefined and I saw her very briefly yesterday. I didn't have time to tell her what was going on and she sent me a text uh, an hour later and she said, there's something wrong with you. What's wrong with you? You're not yourself. And she could sense with her emotional openness what was going on for me emotionally. So I was kind of I'm, I'm 
talking across purposes here in a way because I'm saying that I'm amplifying that tribal wave, but it was certainly affecting me on my emotional wave. And I was feeling low, even though I was trying not to show it. And she could pick up on it. You know, she didn't say anything at the time, but she sent me a text later and said, what's wrong? You know, tell me what's going on. That's how it can work. Other people sense it. I don't mean, I don't want her to know. <laughs> of course I wanted mm-hmm. to know, but what I, I wasn't trying to burden her. I wasn't, I didn't have time to tell her what was going on, but she sensed it with her own. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You can sense things. I spent years in college living with, you know, multiple people because you'd like live in a house with your girlfriends or whatever. And actually some, some really hard things happened to us during that time. But I, I would just take them in and feel them intensely and bottle them up. And then I'd have a glass of wine or whatever it was. And I would just cry and cry and cry. So I guess what I want to get across for having an open emotional solar plexus is that you want to like, it's, it's nice. You know people and you can know their emotions and you can, like Raz is saying, you can actually be there for people without them even having to say too much to you, just knowing that they're going through something. But you're not intended to keep their emotions. It's supposed to like just go right through you or be around you. I would say that the, I mean, this, we're going to talk about the essential oils for it, but the, the two things that you need to think about with it are protecting yourself and releasing. So you either want to block it from, you know, if you know there's a certain person that you can feel their energy, they're in a bad place, not necessarily because they're emotional wave or anything, but say they're conditioned and they're like living out low expression, like they're just a negative energy around you. You can put on protecting oils like the On Guard Protection Blend. There's a new kid blend that's called stronger. That's also a protective blend. You can use clove and cinnamon and some other oils like that to, if you know when you're going into something, but most of the time we don't realize that we're going into something and then we just feel it. So it's more about like letting go and releasing and shaking it off. Or maybe you've done that for many years and you need to do like a deeper cleansing. If you don't want to use essential oils, the other option for that is just to leave the room of whatever if you're in with the emotions, leave the room for 15 minutes, you break what's called the auric space, and then you're able to come back and not necessarily be feeling the feelings that you did when you left, or you can go outside. Or if you know you're with the person that you're going to be feeling these things with, go for walks with them and be outside instead of being in an enclosed space. But if you have taken on some emotions that you don't want, you can use cleansing oils like lemongrass, Lemon is a detoxifying oil. Oregano is a super strong one. I definitely use that one with dilution. I probably wouldn't even diffuse that one because I don't like the smell, but some people do. <laughs> <Maybe you'd>... <laughs> <laughs> um, lem- yeah, lemongrass. It's Ralph. It's, uh, it's, it's hardcore <laughs> <There's>, oil. <laughs> there's actually the cleansing blend called Purify that doTERRA has, and that's like literally releasing toxic emotions and entering into a cleansing state. I would say even digesting stuff that you have taken on and letting it go. So like something like a digestive blend, like Digestin is doTERRA's digestive blend. But if you want to use the individual oils, it'd be like ginger, peppermint, 
fennel, things like that to help you digest and let go of things. And then the last one that I can think of is marjoram. For some reason, marjoram, if I have, sometimes I just get stuck with like an ick feeling and I can't even explain what it is. And I used to like blame myself or ask myself that same question, like, what did I do wrong? Or what, why am I feeling this way? Or what's happening? But just basically just shake it off. Don't worry about the why. Just like cleanse that emotion and move on. And you know, the nice thing about having an open emotional solar plexus, and it's not all, it's not doom and gloom. You can, you can connect and relate with people and feel things. You can feel what your kids are feeling. You can also ride those high, the creative energy, like when someone's in a creative state and you're around them and they're outwardly expressive, you can ride that energy with them as well. So it's all about just, I guess, for me, it's like managing how I want to feel. And for me, calm or peaceful or content is kind of my goal. So I... Well, I use the grounding blend balance because I think that helps you no matter where you are. (laughs) So that one's another good one. But yeah, my goal is kind of just to like, just feel good, I guess. It's all about feeling as zen as you possibly can really, isn't it? I mean, if you can't ride the highs, let's try and be somewhere in in that middle space. I have like an idea that might help you visually maybe understand this. So emotions are going to come and go. So just know that they're not always going to be there. And so you're just like riding out the emotional waves. So think of yourself as like a surfer and you're, you're just trying to, you know, stay on that wave and stay balanced. And sometimes you get to go really high and it's really cool. And sometimes, whatever, sometimes I guess you fall in the water, but you're just trying to ride out the waves and enjoy, I guess, enjoy the ride. And this could be for either defined or undefined emotions. It's just their energy and motion. They're not going to be there forever. The good, or I guess we like label them as the bad, <laughs> but it's like the outwards and the inwards. It's the just the white, the light, yeah. the shade, all the stuff that we have to have to make life worth living. Yeah. There's actually an essential oil blend that I don't have with me right now. It's actually a blend of blends and it's called the hot mess blend. And maybe I can bring that up on another podcast episode because it's fun. You know, when we can like find light in the emotions, admit we're hot messes. Yeah, we'll have to... uh... We'll have to talk about the hot mess situation in a future podcast. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's been helpful to you. Um, yeah. So as Nani said, don't forget you are designed when you have an open emotional solar plexus to make decisions in the moment. Don't wait. Don't sleep on it. Whatever feels right in the moment is going to be correct for you. It's not going to change. It's not going to get any better if you wait. In fact, potentially you'll finish up making the wrong decision if you wait when you are emotionally undefined. So that's very, very important to consider. And when you are emotionally undefined, I say this to you as a person who is emotionally defined, take it easy on those of us who need to wait to make decisions because we're not all designed to be quick off the mark like you are. Also, if you've listened to our episodes on kids, and we did a series on kids a while back, you'll know that kids obviously affect us emotionally, whether they be emotionally defined or emotionally undefined. So if you're a parent who is emotionally undefined and you have children 
or a child who is emotionally defined, you'll be riding their wave with them. And just a, it's just so helpful to know that it's not personal. It's so helpful to know that the best thing for you to do when your child is low on their wave, if it is at all possible, get out of their auric space, get away from them, <laughs> go and lock yourself in the bedroom for a little while or go outside and hug a tree or do whatever it takes to get out of their auric space for 15 minutes or so, so that then you can come back in with a clean emotional solar plexus and you can sort of start again and you can be there for them and you can help them and vice versa. If you are a parent who is emotionally defined and you have children who are not emotionally defined, understand that your emotional waves are going to be having a massive effect on them, a massive effect on how they're feeling. When you're high on their wave, they'll be higher than you are. When you're low on your wave, they'll be feeling it amplified. So just bear that in mind as a parent. You know, understanding human design as a parent is one of the most powerful things that you can do to make your job and their job easier and to support each other. So hopefully that has been interesting for you. It's kind of like a free form discussion. We really didn't, we didn't really know what we were going to say before we started, did we, Nani? Not today anyway. We've both had crazy weeks. So occasionally these episodes will just fall out without too much preparation. Before I go any further, I just want to put Nani on the spot here and mention that your zines are available now, aren't they? They are available. And zines are just short way of saying magazine. The zines are actually, it's a visual guidebook. I worked in partnership with an artist, Emily Vino, and maybe talked about this in the last episode, but we have finished the guidebooks for all five human design types. You can check on humandesignpdx.com and it, there's like several pictures on there so you can kind of flip through and see a little more what I'm talking about because it's you know hard to explain in an audio way. This is the visual aspect of it. Everything in this world is becoming more and more visual. And so we have taken the important pieces that we found for each type and the content is set in a very digestible way. And so we hope people find them interesting. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. Emily's work is really beautiful and they are really informative. Nani, you two have done an amazing job and they would make a brilliant little gift for somebody. You know, if you have a friend that you want to introduce to human design, if you bought them the zine for their type and gave it to them, it would make a gorgeous gift. So do hop on. What was it? Human Humandesignpdx.com and it's backslash shop if you want to get straight to the shop page but you can get there easily yeah but do have a look they are gorgeous so thanks for listening if you like what we're doing we would really really appreciate it if you could jump on over to itunes and leave us a review thank you so much to those of you who have already done that for us we do really appreciate it and it really does make a major impact on who we are able to affect with these podcasts because the more reviews we have, the more five stars ratings that we have, the more people get to hear this stuff. And it's kind of why we're doing it. We want to make sure that as many people as possible know about human design and know about essential oils and how they work together. And if we can get this out to more people, 
I know I'm an idealist. I want to change the world. It's part of my human design as it is part of Nani's. But the more people we can get to, the more people we can affect in terms of raising their vibration and they will affect other people and we'll get to where we need to get to with this beautiful planet quicker. Sorry, I'm an idealist, but, you know, give us a five-star rating and make the world a better place. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening, as I said. And if you would like to know more about what we do, you can find Nani at beyouwithnani.com. And if you are wanting to know more about what I do, I'm at findyournaturalgroove.com. You'll find the website links in the show notes. and We both have human design businesses. We both have doTERRA businesses. So jump on there and see what we've got for you. So we'll see you next time. Bye, Nani. Bye, Roz. Bye, everyone. everyone.